how is everyone? I'm so excited to bring you for this episode a fabulous Mabel Lou Rodriguez. The brain training and high performance mindset expert, millionaire man, money mentor, and host of the Unstoppable Mind podcast, which is ranked in the top 5% globally. With an international reach, this speaker and teacher has helped thousands of clients from across the globe, including multi-millionaire entrepreneurs, professional organizations, and even celebrities. Using science-based methodologies rooted in neuroscience and hypnosis, she helps people shift their beliefs and master their thoughts for massive success in all aspects of their life. Her powerful online programs, trainings, and hypnosis audios help eliminate disempowering habits, fears, and self-doubt. Well, I am so excited that you get to hear our conversation and I was super excited as you will see. And we talked about so many different things. We touched upon what actually is hypnosis, why are we both doing it, why it's so powerful. We talked about the importance of self-awareness, the importance of eliminating um, limiting beliefs and actually not even seeing them as limiting beliefs but as a era and opportunity for growth. We talk about social conditioning, the power of imagination and all of that. How is the key in creating your extraordinary an unstoppable life. However, that looks for you. Because as you will hear in this episode, my definition of success is going to be different to yours. And that definitely is the starting point. Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Evelina Szczoblewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful, an abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another 
another episode. I'm so excited I can't even speak. <laughs> my today's guest, as I alluded in my introduction, is a wonderful Mary Lou Rodriguez. I'm so excited to have you here and pick your brain and ask you loads of questions. And I want to start with why hypnosis? You are a brain training expert, a high-performance mindset expert. You've trained thousands of people. And you're also a hypnotherapist. Why did you decide to go into this field of work? Because I don't think this is something that everyone takes as a child. Yeah. <laughs> So first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here hanging out with you and chatting with you. I think the world of you. And so thank you for having me on your podcast. And I want to say that I love your question. And I love that we're going to start deep because I feel like hypnosis is one of the most powerful tools in the world for so many reasons. You know, we get into the subconscious mind where people's habits are, their beliefs are, their intuition, their feelings, their memories. And we do the deep work right there, not just the conscious work, but the deep work in their subconscious mind. And then hypnosis accelerates neuroplasticity because you're in a state of relaxation and you're learning something new. You, you have focused awareness while you are learning how to heal the past or heal the present moment, whatever that means for you, for you and for your audience. It could mean healing trauma, PTSD, could mean healing habits that don't that do not serve them. I mean, healing is a broad term that can mean many different things. But ultimately, my goal is to help people live their best effing lives to help them live their most unstoppable lives. And I feel like hypnosis is exactly the tool that they need to accelerate and to train their brains for for success, whatever that means to people, because success can mean so many different things to to people. So I feel like it's the most powerful tool that there is. Absolutely. And I resonated with so much because it was only when I looked within that I realized how much we hypnotize ourselves in the wrong way, if I can say this, for the wrong depth. So we keep repeating the habits that do not serve us anymore. But unfortunately, no one teaches any of this. It's cool. Even mindfulness, like basics, it doesn't have to be everything, but just basic things, it would absolutely change everything for so many people. So I absolutely resonate with this. And this is part of the reason why I decided to start, you know, the hypnosis, because I was like, okay, this is this is a lot more to it. And I'm just scratching the surface. I want to know more. I want to know how to train my brain. How is that, you know, one person can be so comfortable like doing this? And I find this an absolute horror because I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. And, you know, for years I struggled in so many ways and not understanding how powerful we are. You know, I was constantly programming myself and, in who I didn't want to be by telling myself all the time, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. 
that's not for me. Who do I think I am? You know, it's just all of these, I'm broke. I used to say that all the time. I'm broke. And at that time, I didn't know that what I was doing was I was reaffirming to my brain what wasn't possible. And so, and so this is just the first step is becoming aware of what you're saying. And once I became aware of what I was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm programming myself to be broke. I'm programming myself to not be able to do something. I'm programming myself to run when I'm afraid. And so, so when, and I was like, I just fell in love with what's possible with our brain. And that's why I love hypnosis so much because I feel like, you know, it allows us to, to change the way we think and feel. And all of a sudden I started like, once I started doing hypnosis on myself, we call it self-hypnosis. But once I started doing hypnosis on myself, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so incredible how empowered and powerful I feel. Even though I may not know the how, I'm like, I'm telling myself what's possible. And so it's just incredible, so incredible to me um, how once we can, once we understand that, that what we're doing is not working, it's like getting our brain, our subconscious mind in alignment with what we want, who we want to be, how, how we want to show up in the world. Once we can do that with our beautiful brain, it starts to feel like magic. It starts to get easier. It really does. So <laughs> and I hope our listeners really pay attention to what you are saying because there's so many golden nuggets in what you just said. And it's so simple that like my mentor and your mentor, Jim Fortin, is we miss it <laughs> because yes. words create reality. We don't pay attention. We are not aware of that head chatter that we are engaging in every single day. And that's where... I think mindfulness as a start to be taught at schools would be revolutionary. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It would change the world. <laughs> it would. <laughs> I think it's just like, you know, basics. It, it doesn't take much. It wouldn't take a lot of that, you know, time schedule, whatever they do at school these days. It's been a long time since I finished school, but it would be phenomenal because otherwise people think they can meditate or silence the mind because we are numbing ourselves with binge watching netflix with alcohol with shopping with avoiding emotions whatever that is and i certainly avoided my emotions like a plague because i've learned to dismiss what I feel as a child because it was easier it was my coping mechanism and I believe that any form of addiction or habit or something that we've created for ourselves is a coping mechanism is a strategy that we created and at the time it made sense it probably was the best thing we could have come up with but as time goes by it doesn't serve us anymore it actually ruins our lives because my detachment from my emotions was ruining my life, my relationships. I don't know how to love, how to invite love into my life because I didn't love myself. I didn't. I was so uncomfortable with my own self 
no wonder <laughs> that no one wants to be part of my life. It yeah. takes awareness and looking within to realize that. So I know that you kind of put your hand up because I know you've been struggling with addiction. And what do you think we are running away from? Is it always the same or do you find it's various for various people or usually comes down to just a few things? Well, I'll speak to that in two ways. And first I'll share that for me, so I am now sober three and a half years and I choose a sober life. But for many, many years, so I'm 48 years old right now. So uh, throughout my 20s, throughout my 30s and throughout part of my 40s, I drank as a coping mechanism. And I wasn't just a casual drinker. Like I was hardcore. Like I would go on binges for weeks and weeks and I wasn't living. In fact, I think I wanted to die. And so I was running from and this is how hypnotherapy came into my life. I went to see a hypnotherapist to get sober. And I really didn't know what I was running from until I met with that hypnotherapist and she helped me to identify. So what she said to me was alcohol is not your problem. You probably heard me share this story. And I almost fell out of my chair because alcohol had ruined my life. I had destroyed my marriage. I had destroyed my relationship with my family. Nobody wanted to see me drink myself into the grave. And so everybody cut me out of their life. And when that hypnotherapist told me that alcohol wasn't my problem, I was like, I couldn't believe it. And what she said was, what I'd like to do with you, Mary Lou, is I want to heal your past. I want to heal the traumas. I want to heal the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, the emotional abuse. I did not know how to cope with emotions. I did not know how to heal the past. And, and so what I was doing with drinking was I was running from the past. I was running from everything for decades. And so when I finally made the commitment to stop drinking and to choose something different, I was ready. I was ready to fully change my life. And so I drank, I had my addiction to, to run away from life and to really not live. And so when I had worked with people and have worked with people, when I first became a hypnotist, I started working with people with addictions because I understood it really well. I understood how to deal with the cravings and the urges that you would get. And, um, and I feel like people have addictions because it's easy to numb out. It's harder to deal with the things that are uncomfortable. So we're running away from the pain and we're running towards pleasure. And whether we realize it or not, that is exactly what we are doing. And so the numbing out can impact us in so many ways. And I know you know that, you know, with the clients that you've worked with and the people that you serve, you know, numbing out can be watching Netflix or whatever it is that people are doing can be just a way to avoid their fears, you know, and for many reasons, fear of success, fear of failure, procrastination, overwhelm, anxiety, these are all ways coping mechanisms. And it's not our fault. Like if I had known better, I probably would have done better. And that's what I get to do now is I get to choose differently. So that's what I want to say about, about numbing out in addictions. And addictions just aren't external things. They're not just to substances or to TV. They are also an addiction to our thoughts and to our yeah. feelings. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I recently was kind of pointed out to me about addictions to certain ways of beings. And I was like, oh, ouch, okay. <laughs> but that's how awareness is powerful because we can't see it. We, we're not aware. It is, we can't do anything about it. And what I like to say is like it haunts us from the shadows because we are not aware. We're doing certain things and we're like, oh, I can't understand why I keep doing this or why I'm bumping into the same problems because we are not aware what's going on inside. And what I was running away was for myself because I didn't accept myself as lovable and enough because I come from a family where love wasn't expressed. I was um, kind of emotionally neglected. Um, and that in itself had a huge ramifications on my life that I didn't understand in my early 30s. I spent 30 plus years of my life running a program that I picked up as a child was absolutely ruining my life because I didn't understand. I was not aware. So I was frustrated with myself. I was unhappy with myself, but I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand why I keep doing this and choosing the wrong people or can't attract them or whatever. It's because I wasn't modeled basics as a child. And I had to relearn, you know, teach myself what does mean to accept myself and to love myself. Forgive my mom because she wasn't aware of what she's been doing because that's what was modeled to her. You know, my grandma was a child. I mean, she was about six when the Second World War started because I'm Polish. I grew up in Poland. So I can only imagine what is the pro programming that my, my, my grandma received as a child and then passed it on to my mom. No wonder she didn't pass it on to me. And that's so powerful with hypnosis because we can look back and heal the past and rewire the brain for what we want that's why i love hypnosis anyway One hundred thousand percent a bajillion percent i agree with you <laughs> i you know i think that um you know our conditioning and our programming we can't see what we can't see you know it's like it's it's the glasses that we have on and so i didn't understand you know, that I was numbing out because I couldn't deal with the past. I didn't understand that I was programming my brain over and over again by telling myself I couldn't get sober and that I needed a drink to relax. I just didn't understand. So I want people to know that, that the awareness piece really is so important. And all you have to do is look at your life and say, am I free? Like, do I have the things that I want in my life because if I don't then I get to look at why and that's where the awareness comes in and so I love it because we do have the tools we have the we may not have the tools but we have the desire we can we can find the tools to 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 once we become aware to shift it to change it to heal it to empower ourselves so that we can stand in our personal power and this is why I love this work so much. And this is, so thank you for having me on your podcast, because you can tell, I just love, I want people to be empowered and I want them to know that they can change their lives. They can. But I think that's what we have in common because I'm also very powerful, um, empowered, what, what, what I'm trying to look for. <laughs> very excited yeah. about this because I was, that's, I think, 
what's so powerful about my identity and there's a question about identity coming that I've always had that desire to change my life to not to live the way it was modeled to me like I didn't understand how why when or how I'm going to even go about this because I didn't have the tools but I had the desire to do something oh I didn't know how like I was completely lost um, that's thing I wanted to, you to maybe expand on this how imagination can play a role in creating life because something that I understand now what I did I didn't understood back then was when I was late teenager uh, growing in post communist Poland you know communist seeing you know how the you know political landscape is changing and not having any future prospects I've been dreaming away I was sitting in a class and I was dreaming away and in my mind I was traveling the world and I was seeing those amazing places and I was like I have no idea how I'm gonna go about this I didn't even go there how because it was so beyond my possibilities and and it, like I couldn't even afford a bus ticket <laughs> So, you know, imagining traveling the world, I didn't even go there how, because I, it was just way beyond me. But I spent hours dreaming about this. And it came to me from a place I would never have guessed it. And I did at 21, I left Poland with 30 pounds in my pocket. Off I went. <laughs> Best decision ever. Because I literally had nothing to lose. So I literally imagined my future because I did travel a world I've been to quite a few places around the world by now so I want you to expand how imagination and daydreaming and being clear about what we want can help us in creating that extraordinary unstoppable life I so love this question so much because this is why we connect <laughs> You know, I feel like our imagination is the most powerful tool that we really do have inside of our beautiful brain is our imagination. And I agree with you 100,000%, again, a bajillion percent that our imagination is, is so, so I just want to share with you that every day, I don't need to have it in my calendar anymore. But when I was first learning how to dream, I would put a reminder on my phone. I would put a reminder on my phone to pause and to daydream, to allow myself to daydream about how I wanted my life to be. Now, at that time, I didn't understand why it was so powerful. I just knew that it made me feel good, which is incredible in itself, right? Yeah. And so I did that. And so now a part of my practice is self-hypnosis, but in my self-hypnosis practice, or sometimes I listen to a hypnosis audio, but it's daily. It's my non-negotiable. It's what I do every single day. But inside of my self-hypnosis practice, I do something called mental rehearsal, where I'm visualizing my life the way that I want it to be. I visualize my big vision, and then I visualize my day. And I do this every day before I even get out of bed. I'm like visualizing my life. And now I know that my subconscious mind does not know the difference between real or imagined. So my brain, my subconscious believes it to be true. And I have been doing my visualization for my big dreams since July. My brain knows exactly what that visualization looks like. And so 
And so I love it. And today I added like a breeze that I could smell the ocean air, mm. you know, to, to add more excitement to my visualization. But my brain believes it to be true. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a neural pathway in my brain and a neural network in my brain with my vision. So even though it hasn't happened externally yet, my brain doesn't know that. My subconscious doesn't know that. So my so my brain is creating this network of possibilities is what I call it, of my dream. And how isn't a part of the visualization? It's what I'm doing in my visualization. It's how I'm feeling in my visualization. And I know that as I do this, that it is it is so real for me. And that's a belief that I have, that this is my real life. And so my imagination, I mean, I go into some incredible places. And as a result, what is happening is that my brain is trained to look for all the possibilities of potential. And it does exactly that. I have different glasses on so I can spot these beautiful opportunities that I would have never seen before, but I see them now. And I'm like, ooh, that's part of my visualization. I don't know the how, but I know that the opportunities are there. And so everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, <laughs> I see possibilities to create my vision, to create what's in my imagination. That is so powerful because like I like I mentioned to you before, um, we hopped on a call that I've got my new office, my new place and stuff. And I was actually visualizing being here and seeing my clients and I was visualizing how the room is going to look like and became reality. And it didn't take that long to, to become a reality, but I was visualizing myself doing exactly that. So how would you respond to someone who says, well, that's very well, but I have to be down to the ground and realistic. My life is doesn't really go very well. I have financial problems. This is going on. My ex is this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. How is that going to help me when I am being presented with a complete completely different reality that makes me feel sad upset unhappy how am I supposed to feel happy when my reality is the exact opposite it just you know when I hear you share that and I know that there are a lot of people out there who feel this way it just reminds me of like how when we were children, we had the ability to dream and we could be anything that we wanted to be. And slowly that was take, it was programmed out of us to be realistic, to be rational, to be, you know, this is what you can do. This is your, this is your dream. And, um, and so what I want to say to that is the first thing that I always ask people when they want to work with me is, do you want to change? Mm you're doing isn't working and I want to offer this to you as a way now there's a process you know to this and you know that and that's why people hire us and you know they join our programs and because there's a process because imagination is beautiful and that's empowering but there's other parts to transformation in order to change your external reality and so and so I always ask like if you want to change take the leap of faith with me and this is about learning to trust, not trust me. This is about learning to trust themselves, that they can do something different. So that's always where I start because, you know, I spent 
like two hours yesterday on a call, I was working with somebody that I care about very deeply. And there was external situations, ex, you know, external this and external that, and this isn't working out for me. And that isn't working out for me. And now I have all these migraines that are happening for me because she wanted me to work with her on her migraines. And so that's what we do as, as people is that we compound our external circumstances and they are our reality, but it's because internally we keep creating that. We don't mean to, we don't like it and we don't know how to change it. <laughs> and so when I was working with my friend yesterday, I was like, I just want to point out to you, you know, what do you think your migraines are telling you? She yeah. was like, I need to slow down. Yeah. This and, and so it's just interesting to me that people want to like turn off visualization and imagination because, but I get it. It's because that's what they've been taught to do as they grow up. They've been taught to dream realistic dreams, yeah, real reality dreams, not the dreams of, you know, of what can absolutely be possible for us. And yeah. so I used to be one of those people. It's amazing, that. yeah. Well, yeah. Society beats the out of us. You know, it's it's. I've always been. I've always I've always been curious about this because I've been always someone who rebelled against society and society rules. And you know, when people were telling me, "Oh, well, you should be doing this this way and that way," and I remember when I was like twenties, and people said, "Oh, where are you gonna get married and have kids?" And I was like. Just because you ask me that I'm gonna do the opposite. <laughs> I loved doing things the exact opposite to what the society was telling me. I never understood why, but kind of I presume is one of my characteristic traits on a soul level when I came here. Uh, because it's always been part of me, regardless of how my childhood looked like. That's never been beaten out of me. <laughs> Yes. people try to believe me people have tried um question that i am really interested in and you've touched upon here is how do you develop self-trust what does it mean to trust yourself yeah i think that's such a beautiful question thank you for asking that because many times i think that the way that self-trust doesn't look like in somebody's life is that they're not following through with what they say they're going to do. So they give up all the time. They give in to whatever the thing is that they're giving into, and they don't know how to shift that, how to create a different relationship with themselves. So one of the first pieces when I'm looking at self-trust, because I trust myself 100%, that takes the pressure off of me, to be honest with you, because I realize that every decision that I make is the right decision for me in this moment, just in this moment. Now, I don't have to worry about everything in my future <laughs> because I can learn and grow from this decision that I make. I can tweak it later on in my future, but that's, that, that's just for you and I, and for the people that are there that already trust themselves, but for the people who are trying to figure out how to trust themselves, it really is about the self-integrity piece. It really is about taking responsibility for following through with what you say you are going to do. Other people call it being disciplined. You know, it just means that when you make a commitment to yourself, this isn't a commitment to others. This isn't a 
this is not a commitment to your kids or to your partner, to your mentor, to, you know, whatever it is. This is a commitment to you that you actually follow through because what that does internally is that begins to create this trust piece where you're like, okay, I trust myself to reach my outcome, but it doesn't start there. It starts every day with just following through with what you say you're going to do. This is how you create self-trust. And as you create this incredible relationship with yourself, because <laughs> that's what happens, but we're not taught that growing up, right? Yeah. This is the most this is the most powerful relationship that we can have. This is the longest relationship that we will ever have with anybody is with ourselves getting goosebumps. And and as we create this relationship with ourselves, we start to have this compassion, this um self-compassion piece, this self-love piece, this self-acceptance piece, and self-trust. So, if you want to trust yourself, it's following through with what you say you're going to do. That's the bottom line. And if you don't follow through, then you figure out how you can follow through, but you don't give up. Would you say it's harder for us women with the domestication that I like to say, you know, that 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 model of reality that was presented to us, that it's harder for us to put ourselves first our needs first our desires first or is it that we put everyone else first and we come last yeah I mean that really is such I really do think it is part of domestication you know where we have been taught that everybody comes before us whether it's you know whether that was intentional or unintentional by your parents or by school or church or whatever it is, that is exactly what I find the most is that people, women specifically, do not put themselves first. And they've been taught yeah. directly and directly to do yeah. that. And so well, it think, becomes, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking, you know, because I was kind of looking back at my childhood, that a lot of it was actually presented to me indirectly because of where my mom was at the time and when I was 11 she had another child so I had two younger brothers and by necessity I had to grow up and start looking after my younger brother and so by necessity what was modeled to me my needs don't matter what I want is it's, it's beyond 11 because I had this little brother that I needed to look after so whether I wanted to go and see my friends or something else, it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, I agree. Yes, and I so can relate to that story, which is part of the reason why I didn't have kids at a really young age, because <laughs> I also was rebelling. And and then I turned to alcohol. And so, and so not in this lifetime will I have children, but in my next. But anyways, going back to your point where we learn early on about just others come before us. That is, I've got to say, one of the biggest things that I find with women is that they feel guilty putting yeah. themselves. Yeah. And I also find some women actually, which I find is quite unbelievable, actually shame other women for doing that. And I think that comes from that piece that they actually, part of them is jealous because they would love to do that, but they don't know how. So it's easier to put other people down, bring them back down to that level. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. 
One, one other thing that I found when I've been working with women over the last four and a half years is that another way that they put, they don't put themselves first. And this is just a different way to say what we just said, which is they feel responsible for everyone. Yeah. They feel like, <laughs> and they don't even know it. And that responsibility could stem out to their clients, you know, so they keep themselves small because they don't realize that they might feel like they're responsible for everyone in the world. So they're like, I can only see this many people because if I see, you know, if I, if I show up every day on Facebook and do my lives or LinkedIn or whatever it is, I'm going to, I know that I'm going to blow up and be huge. And I don't know why I don't want to blow up and be huge. I don't know why I want to play small. And then when we dig, they're like, oh man, it means that I'm responsible for everybody, for the whole world. And I love that because it's like, no, and this is where the awareness piece comes in, right? That mindfulness piece where we get to be like, wait a minute, I'm only responsible for me and maybe my kids, but, but not for the whole world. So it's so fascinating to me. Yeah, and I think like you said, I was thinking exactly that you were reading my mind. It goes back to awareness. So powerful. And I still catch myself sometimes that you know, going back to my old habits of thinking or being, but I catch myself a lot quicker. And I try not to beat myself up for <laughs> going there, which can happen sometimes when I say, Oh, Evelina, you're still there, you're still going there, you know, which it doesn't help. If we yeah. ourselves up. You know, I didn't even know that I was judging myself. I didn't know. I knew I was like, I knew I was hard on myself, but I didn't know that I was constantly judging myself. I was constantly beating myself up and guess how I was feeling all the time. I was feeling like shit. <laughs> I was feeling bad. And that self-judgment piece, once I like cleared that, and move that out of my body as a, cause I had habituated that. That's the, that's the thing that happens is that we habituate these feelings of shame, of guilt, of, um, of frustration, of sadness, whatever it is, you know, and so of judgment. And so when I, you know, you know, worked on removing the judgment and replacing it with compassion, I mean, guess how I started to feel? <laughs> so much basically goes back to what you said earlier it all starts from us from the relationship that we have with ourselves but to dismantle that and then create the healthy and, and loving relationship we need awareness and we need to look within and start working on ourselves and that means not running away into alcohol or binge watching or shopping and actually facing their emotions. And, you know, I figure out that actually I'm a huge, huge empath, bigger than I ever thought, because whenever I actually leaned in and connected back with my emotions, oh my goodness, I just exploded. Like I've always been an empath but I didn't realize to what extent because I was actually hiding and that um, related to other parts of my life as well so I was hiding away from my emotions I also was hiding from myself from showing up in the world from creating what I wanted and I literally shrunken in my energy and how I was showing up and when that 
became aware of this. And when I started to catch myself on it, I could literally feel myself when I was maybe uncomfortable situation or I didn't want to stand out. I could literally feel myself going like this because if you are not seen, then they can hurt you. And I was like, wow, I keep doing this. It took me a while to feel comfortable to, you know, to, to stand up and, and to show up and then connect with my ocean. But it's a process. It doesn't, even with hypnosis, I think, it takes time. It does take time. And, you know, as you shared that, I remembered a pattern that I only discovered like in the last two years and it impacted my ability to show up and be the CEO, to be the entrepreneur that I wanted to be. But I didn't know that until I did the deeper work. But one of my patterns was if people like me, then they won't hurt me. If people like me, then they'll protect me. And so I couldn't guarantee that people would like me when I showed up and did my workshops, when I would show up and do my master classes, when I would, you know, I, and I didn't know that that was driving me, but that has everything to do with my childhood. I knew that if the people that were hurting me in my life, if they liked me, they were less likely to hurt me. If they liked me, they would protect me. And so getting goosebumps, you know, and so that played, that pattern was playing out in my life. And it was keeping me from fully showing up in the way that I desired. So when we do this deeper work, when we can look at, Hey, I'm not where I want to be. And I'm not going to judge myself. I'm going to have the mindfulness piece. I'm going to become aware. I'm going to work with people that I know that can help me figure out what these patterns are so that I can be free so that I can be free. So I love that you're doing this. I love that you're sharing about these patterns and beliefs and emotions that can keep us stuck from living our best lives. Well, I think, you know what, I feel comfortable now to share things like this, but if you ask me to share stuff like this about myself a few years ago, I'd be like, once I wasn't aware, and even if I was, I was deeply ashamed, which is a very heavy emotion and I was judging myself feel ashamed that I'm stuck in those patterns but now I understand where it came from and how I can shift it and it doesn't define me as a person you know this is just my lessons here and I feel comfortable because I think when we share things like this people are I was like all right okay so you know she's struggling with this too or she was struggling with this too so it's not just me and I think we are suffering in silence hidden behind curtains and we don't realize that every single one of us have something that we could be working on absolutely absolutely it's the truth and now I just see I see growth you know somebody asked me um what are your blocks and I was like, can you please reframe the question? Because I, I don't, I, I, and I was like, oh, I know what you can ask me. I said, ask me, where do I want to grow? And so yeah. she did. She's like, okay, really, where do you want to grow? And I listed all of these places of where I wanted to grow. I don't see them in the same way that I used to see them as blocks, as it's a subtle difference is it in the language, how you're using it. It's so good because I was like, I was like, okay, where am I blocked? And I'm like, my brain just doesn't operate like that anymore. And so part of what I want to say to your audience is that, that when we are blocked or when we, sorry, I think my internet cut out a little bit, that when we're having fear, that a lot of this is just one, we've trained our brains, maybe not to be, not to serve us in the most empowering ways, which is not our fault. 
It was how we were programmed. It was how we were conditioned. It was how we were raised. And the second thing is, is really understanding that this is biological. This is kind of like fear is a biological thing. <laughs> Change is hard because that's the way our brain is designed. So I want to give people like a little bit of grace, a little bit of compassion to know that if they're trying to change and they're struggling, first of all, it makes sense to me because our brain is designed to keep us in the safe and in the familiar and in the known. And however they're living their lives right now, it's exactly they're safe, they're familiar, and they're known. So when we want to change, that means we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. We're doing something differently. And our, our, our subconscious mind is going to kick up some fuss. We're going to feel those urges, those desires to, to go back to what we were doing, to not follow through with what we say we're going to do. So I just want your audience to know that it's also the brain and the way the brain is, is created. So when I first discovered that, it kind of like, I felt, I was like, oh, okay, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> So it's broken, even if we're struggling with certain beliefs or habits that may be affecting us or limiting us in certain ways. We are not broken. We just hear learning lessons. Because I think that takes a lot of heavy weight off me when I think about this that way. I'm just here learning lessons rather than I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm just here to grow. I'm here to learn. <laughs> If you could give me one or, or two top tips that you're happy to share with us, how to train our mind for success. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of the first things that I want to say, and, and I, I'll, I'll tell like whenever I'm I'm about to say something where people are going to roll their eyes at me, <laughs> I say, don't shoot at me or, you know, I'm like, give me a second to explain. But one of the first things that I want to say is that it's really important that we define what success is. Because my version of success is not your version of success. We might have some security. <laughs> We might have some similarities, but you're, you know, it's like, and so one of the first things I always do is I have people define what success means externally mm. and internally, <laughs> because again, we're all different. And so it's, it's important that you're clear on what success means to you. I'm getting goosebumps again, because I love, I, you know, it's like, because success, what does, what does the, you know, internally, what does success mean? And typically people want to feel at peace. They want to feel fulfilled. They want to feel free. Right. And so I want people to know that they're probably already successful in a lot of these ways. And we don't necessarily see it like that because we see that we're supposed to have the million dollars or we're supposed to have the amazing relationship or we're supposed to have whatever it is, the thriving business or be the CEO in their or their corporate career or whatever it is. Right. And so I'm helping people redefine redefine what success means because I want to teach people how to get to that successful state that they want in their lives from an aligned from an aligned and empowered place not from force not from pushing that that shit doesn't work that shit makes it hard yeah. so that's my tip is like Real, really look at what success means to you and define it externally and internally so that you can be aware of what you're looking for. Beautiful. 
And this one final question. So you're going to love this. This podcast is titled You Can Be Unstoppable. And I know that you have a podcast, which is The Unstoppable Mind. So we've got something in common here. Yes. I always ask my uh, guests to give me three ways to become and sustain being unstoppable. So basically, I want your recipe in three steps on how to become unstoppable. Yeah. So I love this, first of all, that you are unstoppable too. And I love that we collaborate together and that we see each other as colleagues and as friends that are working to create a movement across the planet. And so for, so I just want to share that because this is going to be one of my tips of being unstoppable is looking for collaborations, looking for opportunities to align together so that we can create a movement together because this is what it takes. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's all of your listeners. It's all of us coming together to collaborate together to change the consciousness of this planet. So to be unstoppable is to be unstoppable in community. That's my first. <laughs> well, <I'm> like... <laughs> getting good once again right it takes all of us to create this movement together the other thing about being unstoppable and is about focusing on you on your own journey on your own uniques a lot of time your own unique gifts a lot of times we look at what somebody else is doing and you know we're comparing ourselves to to other people and I, I get this a lot where I'm like, somebody will reach out to me and they'll say, Mary Lou, I know I was triggered by you. I know that this is about me. And so more, you know, and it's, it, uh, you know, me, you know, my heart, you know, I want everyone to thrive, but I can trigger people. And I, I, my job is to help them see it as a gift, that this is a gift for you to focus on you. Don't focus on me, focus on your, focus, just I'm showing you what's possible, but bring it back to you so that you can look at how unique and special you are and how you want, to, whatever it is that you want to create in the world and comparing yourself to who you were yesterday. So that is one thing I want to say is, 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 is stop the comparisonitis, focus on your own unique gifts and your own path, because you and I both know that what we focus on <laughs> for our attention is and I want to put the attention back on themselves you know back on them so that's my other my other tip for for being unstoppable and I guess my third tip for being unstoppable in the world is to truly effing love who you are mm. and that's self is a journey right <laughs> so many <laughs> so many layers to that so that that's what I would say about living your most unstoppable life is is um is about those things yeah oh I love it so powerful and as you were talking about awareness I'm listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza's latest book about becoming supernatural and he refers to tension the way Place your attention is where the energy goes, is what grows, and it just keeps on and on. And I was like, I heard that somewhere else, time and time again. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. And 
so important to to know that you know if we have negative thoughts then what do you think we we're going to attract into into our lives and i remember when i was growing up in poland we had this saying that you know unhappiness goes in free so when something bad happened to you people literally were expecting at least two more things to go sideways <laughs> now i'm like oh my god like what are you doing <laughs> but that's the yeah. cultural um programming modeled reality you know from generation to generation it's just a saying you know bad things goes into free and so when something but happened we just automatically without analyzing questioning look for the next two crazy <laughs> absolutely crazy but when you understand this you can revert back if you can expect good things to happen to you and be optimistic and and like I have this belief that everything always works out for me. I need to kind of re remove the belief that I need to go through a deep dive first. Yeah. I do believe that everything always works out with me. I just need to kind of alter my belief that I need to go through a deep lesson <laughs> before that happens. Yeah. yeah. No, so, it's so I love that so much. And yeah, it's our, our, again, going back to our programming, our cultural programming, you and I have very different cultures, but there's similar overlap, you know, um, you know, my parents are from Mexico. And, and so we, we could go into like how we were raised to work hard and not feel just do just work hard. Don't, don't feel your feelings. Your feelings aren't valid. Um, uh, sorry, you feel that way. Life's effing hard. And that was how I was raised. And so, and so what you had just shared right now is about us, you and I today, what we're doing is we're undoing all of that programming. Yeah. We're, and you know, I've been working with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I don't know if you know who he is. He wrote yeah. Be your future self now. And he teaches that as we change our present moment, as we change who we are today, what that does is that helps to heal the past because you begin to see things differently and, and, and it helps to not heal your future, but be your future self now. So it's just really fascinating, all of the different ways that we can heal and mm -hmm. it's exciting. So that's what I want to leave people here with today, that there are, there are tools out there, steps and strategies on living your best life. But I want to just add this really quickly, because I feel like this is really powerful is that they're the best investment that anybody could ever make is in themselves and specifically in their minds. Because if you don't have beliefs that support you, you could have a million dollar strategy that's right in front of you. But if you don't believe that it's a million dollar strategy, it's not a million dollar strategy. So our beliefs are everything. Absolutely. And I really do believe that our, our minds and our hearts, to me, they're synonymous. They go together, okay. our mind and our heart. But is investing in our yeah no go yeah. for it. no I was gonna say investing in our mind is the best strategy that we can ever have because Evelina you know that I believe this and you've heard me say it but I skyrocket everywhere I go because I know how to use my brain effectively even if I don't know specifically I'm learning something new I understand how to program my mind so mm -hmm. before I let you go is there anything else that you would like to share with us 
I would love to invite people into my challenge. My challenge is uh, April 17th through the 19th. And it's really about, you're going to love this. It's about being unstoppable. It's about uh, five days to activate your success mindset so that you can live your most aligned life. In a way, you know, this isn't the, the title of my, my um, I mean, what I'm going to say now is not the title to my challenge, but I want everybody to be unstoppable, but in a way that feels really good for them. And mm. so I'm doing a five doing a five-day challenge where we're going to talk about success. We're going to talk about flow state, peak performance, but not peak performance in push, 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 peak performance in how does this really feel in my body so that I can eat better, so I can have better relationships, so that I can attract more money. I mean, whatever it is for people who are wanting to do whatever their outcome is, I'm super excited to teach people how to be unstoppable and live their best lives. And I hope you can join us at Lolina. And it's April 17th. I'll give you the link. Yeah, I will put it in the notes. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. 17th through the 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So this is really a way for me to serve, to teach people and have fun. Yeah. And I love this because I, I, you know, like I said throughout this episode, I've always wanted to be someone and I've always pushed boundaries. And so just because society tells us, it doesn't mean that it's true. Just because something's been passed on from generation to generation, it doesn't mean that it's true. Or even if it was, it doesn't mean that it's still valid and actually helpful. So question your belief. I think if I can add on top of what you're saying, just question what you believe. Don't just accept them on a face value. And I think we don't do that nearly enough. I agree bajillion percent. <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much for being here. I had so much pleasure. <laughs> And I definitely need to fix this light because I'm absolutely <laughs> glowing. Thank you for having me. What a thank pleasure. Thank you very it's much. Been so much fun. I, I could keep, we could keep talking, I think. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help all the people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find the link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.